With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today for a celebration of pyromania. No, not the thing you can get in trouble for arson for. We're talking about Def Leppard's third studio album. Uh, in addition to setting the standard for drum sounds for like the next 10, 12 years, this record bridged the gap you know, between the band's penchant for heavy rock and its also love of pop sensibilities. Got a little bit of both on this record here. So we will give you all the dirt and facts that you probably didn't know about this classic hard rock album from Def Leppard, Pyromania. Stick around. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. Hello, my brothers and my sisters. The Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is here to help you rock out with your talk out. I said talk. And uh, so we're here. We are live. I think kind of we're having some connectivity issues with that uh, internet thing. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I mean, probably nobody even uses the internet anymore. It seems pretty good, though. But, <clears throat> so, anywho's it's We Are Here, We Are Live. It is a Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Lots of great content there. More coming in 2020. We are really excited about it. We have, uh, uh, January is kind of, was kind of a practice month. <laughs> um, and uh, Neil Peart died and a bunch of weird stuff and uh, the whole thing got messed up and a lot of people got sick it's been a very weird uh, January's weird but 2020 we've decided right it's the official I mean uh, February. February's the official start of 2020 so there we are uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is with you we're getting ready to rock out with you talk out but speaking of talking out let's talk about talk out about our sponsor like the little, see how I did that? You know? I got you. Uh, Wolf's Customs. You know, there's no reason, guys, to get on stage with a boring looking guitar. I mean, cry money. Like, what are you doing? The audience wants to be wowed and dazzled, not just by your talent, but by the visual aspect of it. So this is where Wolf's Customs can help. You want to go to wolfscustoms.org. Online and talk to my good friend Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, and he will set you up with a custom badass refinish job on your Strat, Telecaster, Les Paul Jr., Paul Reed Smith, whatever you got, Ibanez, ESP. He he's he works with all letters of the alphabet equally and all guitar brands as well. So check him out. Go to Wolfscustoms.online. I am also really excited because other than Chris Thunderwolf Dodson. Dodson, tongue tied tonight. My other favorite person in the entire wide world of sports is here with me, Miss Lily Sports. <laughs> it is a wide world of sports. <laughs> you don't even like Some sports. of us is water sports. Um, yes, so <laughs> yes, water sports. Um, so hi everyone. For, first off, I'd like to thank Lou for dancing on Saturday night at the rail yard to the Rivertown Revival Band, who were awesome, by the way. The Rivertown Revival Band, just give me a real quick shout out, shout, shout out, shout out. I'm talking too fast. I shouldn't have done that <laughs> bump of coke before we That's started. That's the problem. <clears throat> These guys did very unusual covers. They did songs that like a lot of cover bands would Won't touch. do, yeah. They got some, so, some yeah. They did ones. like from the beginning by ELP. They did "You Can't Always Get What You Want" by the Stones, and they had the instrumentation and the vocal power to pull those off really, really well. So yes, I had a good time, and I there's video <laughs> of me dancing. Go to Lily's page. <laughs> it was a good time, and then the rest of the weekend I did uh, bridesmaid stuff because I'm you know the maid of honor at my sister's wedding. So that's stuff I'll be doing <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, are you going to be the bridesmaid of Frankenstein? Yes. That'd be awesome. I might do that. They didn't make that. We'll see. Let's do that. Let's make that a thing next week. Okay. 
So, um, okay, and uh, you and Lily, uh, well, we always say it again, but we say it right now. You have your own show. I do on have Rock my Ridge. own show. I do have my own show. It's uh, Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursdays, six p.m. Eastern. I will be having the band Fear on from Ontario, Canada. So uh, check them out whenever you check into my show at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Get the app for free, Rock Rage Radio. Also, I do want to do one quick thing. The Subalpine, um, for those of you who live locally, um, is in need of our help. They're uh, doing a GoFundMe. They're going to try to close the Subalpine. They need about $7,000. So donate. They have a gig there. They can't close it. Right. So donate $5, $10, what have you. No, don't blow your wad, but just you know, maybe a little something helped out. They have their GoFundMe on Facebook under Subalpine Society. All right. Take care of the Subalpine Society. Uh, those guys have been big supporters of, like, like serious rock. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> for a while now, and mm-hmm. for a couple of years in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and we need them. We need them. It's a great uh, venue. So, uh, hey, guys, we, we always start with something, with some music, so we're going to do that today. This is Grand Royale, saved by rock and roll on the Ludini Rock and Roll. <laughs> song they played immediately after the democratic debate the other night because the only thing that's going to save us is rock and roll because those morons definitely aren't uh saved by rock and roll by grand grand royal <laughs> they have a very clever name with an e at the end wow they're very like french or something i don't know <laughs> uh grand royal official.com 
Uh, those of you who are listening live or trying to listen live, I apologize. We have wonky internet, so we may be popping in and out. If we pop off, we'll pop back on, won't we, Lily? <laughs> We're just popping. We are popping tonight. So we are talking. Oh, my God. Do you remember where you were when you first heard Photograph? Or when you first heard Too Late for Love? Or when you first heard Rock of Ages? Do you remember where you were? That's the kind of album this is. (laughs) This is a record that defined an entire generation. This record as I said in the introduction, change how the snare drum, actually all the drums sounded in a rock band. And there were a lot of artists that really were trying to cop that sound moving forward. These guys also really showed that we can rock and we can give you really catchy songs that could compete with some the likes of somebody like Michael Jackson. That is what this record did. Regardless of what happened after, because there's a lot of people who really felt like you know they didn't like the direction the band took after this, but I, most people will agree that this is an amazing marriage of the more fun, singable kind of pop tunes with the great guitar catchy. work. Catchy. Yeah, and the great guitar work and the absolutely amazing drums. Produced by Mutt Lang, who also produced an album you may have heard of called Back in Black. I don't know. Just a little something, a little side there. Uh, and became Mr. Shania Twain about uh, 10 years or so later. But... Wow, he'd hate to hear that. Yes. Oh. Anyway, so Lily, our resident rock historian, has some factoids. <laughs> factoids about Pyromania by Def Leppard. I have several things. I've got song by song, and I've got some little background here. And I don't think we're live anymore <laughs> on Video. Okay, well, while you, but, yeah, are you do that. the factoids, let me take a look and see if I can... Uh, Pyromania, but uh, came out January 20th, 1983. I was a year old. I was freshly a year old. Um, this is my <laughs> second favorite, favorite album by the band, and I only say that because I'm stubborn and I don't like to go with the crowd pleaser on everything, so Hysteria is my number one, but this is my number two. Um, this is the third studio album released by the band, as Lou said, uh, through Vertigo Records in Europe and Mercury Records here in the United States. Uh, the first album featuring guitarist Phil Collin. Uh, he replaced the founding member Pete Willis, produced by Mutt Lang, again, as Lou said. He also, Mutt Lang also does some backing vocals and the spoken uh, nonsense words on uh, the beginning of Rock of Ages. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Okay. I, well, because I did my research as well. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, this, uh, was the album that shifted the band away from their traditional heavy metal roots to the more radio-friendly glam rock sound. This was the sound that helped them find massive mainstream success. It charted number two on the Billboard 200 and kept from the top, as Lou again said, by Thriller. Uh, sold 10 million copies in the U.S. and is certified Diamond. Uh, the album was partially recorded. Stop for a second. Okay. What is Diamond? Do you know? Uh, 10 million copies. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> When did it reach Diamond? Do we know? A while ago. I didn't get the okay, year on okay. it, but, but it's but been... It didn't, like, reach Diamond, like, no, Not immediately. Year. No, no, but yeah, not no, recently okay. either. Um, the album was partially recorded with Pete Willis, and um, his rhythm guitar tracks appear on all the songs, but he was fired due to excessive alcohol abuse, which some bands just don't put up with after a while. Um, and the songs on the album are catchy and driven by Melota Cooks and not the heavy guitarists, although you do still hear in some of the songs the heavy guitarists. They just sort of shifted away from that to make it more commercially successful. There is um, there is great guitar mm. on that record. It's just there's some there's just some other sounds there that kind of blend it in and give it a little bit more of a pop uh, c- kind of vibe. But I mean, I think that the guitar uh, riff on Photograph is a really oh, it's amazing. cool um there's some great solos, you know, not not so not great solos like in the Van Halen tradition of great solos, you know, like fast technical shreddery kind of just but good rock and roll playing mm-hmm. that it kind of harkens back to maybe a few years earlier in the seventies, the way that somebody like maybe Peter Frampton or you know Mark Bolin might approach guitar work. You know, a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more on the melodic side. The guitar solo was part of the hook of the uh, of the song, and I think that that definitely comes through on on that record. Um, are you going to mention TD? Mm-mm. 
You're not going to mention TD? Why? I'm going to mention okay. TD then. <laughs> because this is, a, this is not only a Def Leppard album, it's not only a Mutt Lang album, but it's also a Thomas Dolby album. Not a Thomas Dolby album, but Thomas Dolby played he keyboards. He was on it, yes. Keyboards. And the, but he yes, that to... Thomas Dolby, bl- Dolby blinded by science. He went by a different name on the album, though. Yes, what did he call it? He had a goofy Damn name. Damn it, if I can remember now. But he's also responsible for Dolby Digital. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> that see, <laughs> that he, guy's a genius. Yes, yes. <laughs> what are we doing wrong? I know, right? He came up with like the original ringtones for phones. <laughs> what? Yeah, like the do-do-do-do. Like the little, yeah. He's, uh, he's a genius. Not only did he do ridiculous sort of songs in the 80s and did some keyboard for Def Leppard, he's also, you know, technically awesome. <laughs> he's technically awesome. And he's a very smart technical. man. I get, apparently he is some sort of a genius, though. So, okay. He is some sort of a genius. But uh, no, he had that, that blinded by science. That blinded me with, she blinded me with science. Oh, science! Right. Yeah. I like the old guy. <laughs> they blinded me. <laughs> it's uh, I'm trying to go to a web page to, to give some sort of reference material, and guess what? Your I can't, I can't, your internet's not working. I can't get it. So it is definitely some sort of wonky internet thing. You know, I pay extra, <laughs> and like, of course, I have I have the top package because of all this shenanigans. Yeah, I'm definitely moving the f out of Cannonsburg. Um, <laughs> My mine doesn't work or doesn't work like that. That's because you don't. Well, that's it's probably fine if all you're doing is looking at porn like you typically do. I look at porn on my phone. Well, get it right. Wi-Fi. Hello. <laughs> and um, so he went as Booker T. Boffin. Booker Booker T. Boffin. That sounds like a porn name. Yes. But <laughs> if you're trying to do anything like sort of professional, the the you know. The Cannonsburg uh, Comcast system is a, a POS. Comcast. So. What do you? What else you got there, Lil? What do you want to get into some songs? I have, you have uh, some more factoids you want to talk about. I have stuff about the songs that have fun little trivia things on it. So I have it like. Now, first of all, how many tracks are on this album? I think there was twelve. One, two. <laughs> oh, we have to count. Do 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 ten. Do, ten tracks. Yeah, <laughs> there's ten tracks. Please form your answer in the form of a question. Thank you. By me. In the form of a question. What album has ten tracks? <laughs> Pyromania by Def Leppard. Bite me. In the form of and a question. Yes. We're going to go from front to back. I'll take classic Not the way to wipe albums, yourself. Alex, for 400. Thank you. Yeah, the way to wipe yourself, front to back. <laughs> yeah, don't ever do back to front. <laughs> you can just get some infections. That's all. Some infection. Anyway, so speaking of infection, this album was like an infection for you. E-hole. <laughs> oh There's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. It's my podcast. Anyway. It's my podcast and I'll laugh <laughs> if I want to. The first song on the album is Rock, Rock Till You Drop. Originally, it was supposed to be titled Medicine Man. It had different lyrics completely. What? What is it called? What? Medicine Man. Oh, Medicine Man. And didn't even have the same lyrics. They so good lyrics. thing they didn't change it because they would interfere with my song, Medicine, and then we'd have had to have words. <laughs> or are you, would you have words? <laughs> <laughs> would have to have a talk. Um, it's a good opener for uh, this type of album. It's about rock and uh, it's about the rock and roll lifestyle, um, living it up, anything goes. Sort of uh, underrated, a lot, very forgettable for some people because there are bigger songs on the album, more popular songs on the album. But I, th- I think it's a great this opening song, r- song. Is one of those songs when, you come, when it comes on the radio when you're driving on the highway, you crank it all the way, which up isn't and often, you, and you floor, you floor it. <laughs> I um I think this is a great tune. It is not the biggest song on the album, but it definitely got played on the radio. I had definitely heard it on the radio. This was what would happen, guys. There was something that you young you young whippersnappers aren't familiar with called album rock. Yes, and yes, the band would put out singles, but album rock stations like the big rock station here in Pittsburgh that my hero Scott Paulson was on Scott. would play album cuts so you wouldn't just hear the singles they would play album cuts and if people responded to those album cuts they would kind of watch that they they would they would start to work them in maybe not on the you know every hour on the hour kind of playlist but they would be worked in maybe once a day something like that a few times a week because i knew that there was a certain segment of the audience that responded to that song and i believe rock 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 to you drop excuse me was uh, one of those songs it wasn't a big hit, but you did hear it occasionally. So you knew it. Yeah. So you knew it. It's a great tune. If you don't know it, you need to go back. If you don't know this record, for you should shame. probably go buy it. Yeah. 
on buy the actual album. Don't, this, this don't is a, this download. Is a, yeah, it. We'll get this on vinyl. This is a good one. Now. I have it on vinyl. Let me get this on vinyl. I have two turntables and a microphone, so I think I'll get it on vinyl. So what do you got? So what's next? Just kidding. Um, next song is Photograph, which is the lead single from the album. Um, it's described as something you can get you can't get your hands on. That's the meaning of the song. Um, on its release, it went to number one and stayed there for six weeks. Um, in 2008, they performed the song on CMT Crossroads with Taylor Swift. Not a fan, but a lot of people liked it, so I'll be quiet about it. But 2013, uh, it was featured on Grand Theft Auto. Five, the video game. The song actually has two music videos. There is uh, an uncensored version that has a knife scene at the beginning. And the one we mostly know is the one with the cat. You know, the stationary cat in the scene. Replaces the knife scene. Plus, uh, other things were added, just little things you wouldn't really notice. Um, it has been covered by Janie Lane for a Leopard tribute album called Le- Leopard Mania. And All American Rejects covered it. Santana covered it. Yes. A, a, <laughs> I, a melodic death metal band called Night Rage covered it. And it has been performed at every live Def Leopard performance, traditionally as the last song. On the... Uh... The Santana cover, Daughtry, does the vocals. Yes. Yes. I knew that. That was pretty good. I like it. Good. I like there's it. A, there, it's interesting because there's there's some some kungas, and there are some... There, there, he does that. He plays a kind of little bit more of that Santana... Well, because he's Santana, but there's a Santana-ish Esque. type guitar. So it has a smidge... I don't want to tell you that it sounds like Oye Komova or anything like that. Wow. But it has like a... It's got it, that flavor. It's been like flavored. It's like somebody dipped that song in salsa. That's what I'm trying to say. It was dipped, <laughs> and dipped in salsa. And it's got, a good, it's got a good vibe. And I think Chris Daughtry nails it. Uh, to be fair to Joe Elliott, though, they dropped the key down. It's down a whole step. Uh, they, they dropped the key. So it's that different. Joe Elliott, he ain't no joke. He is... His, his, I'm a singer... And he is up there in terms. I of, like watching him in terms of um, in terms of range. Some of the some of their stuff is very difficult to cover. So you often see the girl singer in the lounge act sing, singing the songs. songs. Like what's her face would have over the weekend. She, uh, Shelly sang um, the "Pour Some Sugar on Me" when we when okay. we did it in the Shelly Duff band. So so what do you got next? Next on the list of tracks is "Stage Fright." Um, one of the harder rock songs on the album. Again, a little underrated. It's uh, got a ton of energy. The song is basically about picking up groupies, which what? was just an everyday you occurrence. You can't say that on a podcast. I can say whatever I want, except for swearing. But which was an everyday occurrence for the bands, especially in those days. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't find anything more trivial on this song. But if you listen to it, it is definitely one of the harder songs on the album. Less sugar, more more guitar. <laughs> Less sugar, more guitar. <laughs> Yes, stage right. It's a good song. I'm interesting. There's a there's a track that is on the cassette version only, and I'm going to see if you mention it. I probably won't. So, because I don't have the cassette. Okay. Let's uh, maybe the internet will come back on. Maybe won't. Let's listen to another song. This is "We Rule the Night" by Firewolf. Firewolf is promising me they're going to do another record here in the next year. So let's hope they do it. I kind of got Lily turned on to these guys. If you dig. The sort of Ronnie James Dio esque kind of metal. You're going to dig Firewolf. We rule the night. Firewolf and the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
That is Firewolf, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you a little bit about how to find some Firewolf for yourself. You want to go to facebook.com backslash firewolfband, and this is the wolf that's got the little E after the F. Okay? It's good. They're like, you know, they're, they're, like, they're like Grande Royale. <laughs> Look at the fancy with the little E. There. You're so fancy. <laughs> Anywho's it's Firewolf. Open the show with Grand Royale. We are going to be playing Magnum a little bit later. So we are talking about one of my favorite records of all time. And by the way, this is going to be a monthly feature. We were going to do this the second week in January, but Neil Peart died. <laughs> so, I have something to tell you a little bit later about but, that, by but, the way. But, so, so we didn't. So we're starting again. Like I said, February is the official start. So we're going to be doing the second week of every month this year is we're going to take an album and we are going to kind of explore it and maybe give you some unknown facts about it. And we're going to try to cover a lot of different territory. We're going to do, we picked this record because it's huge and people know. Wasn't the anniversary like in January too, though, when we were like going to do it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's when we were going to do it. <laughs> and, so, and then we're going to mix it up. So some of the stuff is going to be, you know, we're going to do some uber heavy stuff. We're going to do some stuff to see maybe more pop. You might hear some alternative stuff. You might hear stuff that kind of works in the sort of punk rock vein. Anything with like big loud guitars in your face. That's what we are about here. So let's return then to Pyromania. The next uh, song on the record after Stage Fright is Too Late for Love. Oh, I love this song. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, my God. I love this song. (laughs) Uh, Power Ballad added to the mix that reached number nine on the charts. The music video was filmed after supposedly hanging out with Elton John and Meatloaf over some champagne. Uh, The video, however, is highly edited with many sections taken out of the song. Almost a minute of the song is taken out of the actual music video. And and that's mostly the guitars. You get back on mic. You lost mic. But, that's but, mostly but guitars. What, I understand, but but was it edited for like video because because they had nudity or something? No, no, it was the they, music that was edited. Oh, it was too long. Yeah, <laughs> it, which was very sad because that had some great guitars. That is some there. great work. Well, you can okay. you can listen to the record. Well, yeah, that was one of those songs. Again, it was a little more of an album track. At first, and it did catch, it did pick up some steam. That was a song I thought was so amazing. I love the like <sighs> stuff going on and the imagery <laughs> the of it. And that song just captured my freaking imagination. Um, she puts out the light, you know, and with a cast of thousands waiting, you know, it's just like it's it just got this amazing visual to it which I freaking love, and it's slow enough that you can understand all the words, but it's still really rock. It's still rock. That song rocks. It just does. And um, But but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you know, Journey and all those cats were doing power ballads and everything, but this is a power ballad with cojones. Mm. With right? some butt behind it. Yeah, it's got some butt. I can't say all the words. <laughs> so anyways, Too Late for Love, great track. Go ahead, what do you got next? And the next one uh, is Die Hard the Hunter. Uh, again, an overlooked song due to more catchy songs on the album. Uh, it's a song about the Vietnam War and how it affected the people involved. Um, it's got that whole helicopter and alarm sound at the beginning of the song, which makes it pretty cool, which sort of a little bit re- reminds me of Iron Maiden in a way because they use stuff like that. And uh, also about three and a half minutes into the song, there is an amazing guitar solo that's not to miss, in my opinion. So Die Hard the Hunter, one that we need to look at if you haven't. Alrighty, and um, I be- does that Did I ra- miss it? Does Die Hard the Hunter round out side one? Yes. Okay. On the so side. there's one I'm missing. Okay. From the cassette, on, it's only on the cassette because it's not on there, and okay. I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> oh. But there is a track that, as the as the as the side one ends, it and I think it's because they knew. First of all, this album took a long time to make. And the record company was calling. Um, excuse me. We need to make money. You know, we gave you like money like seven years ago and just <laughs> kind of wondering what's happening. <laughs> and they worked and worked and worked. I'm going to get to this track in a second, explain why this track is important. They worked and worked and worked. And all like they had like four, they had like a couple of minutes, a few bars of a drum track. So after like six months, they send this four bars of a drum track and it sounded so amazing the record company like either gave them more money or like got off their back 
said, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. And the drum, I've, I've mentioned this several times, now the drums on this record changed drum sounds forever. Everybody wanted that big, gated, the, the, you know, the crash. The, listen to, um, listen to the Cars album. Who's going to, you know, drive? Okay, yeah. Listen to that snare. That is directly derived from, in fact, I don't know, Mutt Lang may have produced that album. <laughs> he may have. I, I, I have to go back and look it up. I, I'm, I'm almost, be, I'm thinking that maybe he did. So I apologize, guys, about that. I will check that out on, on, during the next break. But that sound, and it's, you know, it's very similar to the Phil Collins drum sound on In the Air Tonight, but switched up a little bit, changed around a bit. Um, done with a combination of real hits and samples and a drum machine kind of all kind of coming together. But the way that he did it, it didn't, the way that Mutt Lang put that together for them, it doesn't sound techno. It doesn't sound like a Thomas Dolby record or Howard Jones record. Okay. Right. So anyhow, this is revolution. I think that they knew that. So (laughs) when they made the cassette, if some of you don't remember cassettes, sometimes you would have extra tape at the end yeah you couldn't get both sides to work out exactly right so there was a couple of minutes extra and it is just that drum sound oh that's kind of like, fun for like a, for like a minute and a half i'll have to get the cassette like, if i ever find it now and there's some weird sounds around it and everything just to kind of you know just to, we had to fill that out so you know put put that on there so, i have to go spelunking yeah so so check it out um we are flipping over to side two now with one of my absolute favorite Def Leppard songs of all time. What is it? You always have to go fa fa. Also one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh actually only reached number twenty eight on the billboard. Uh the video features Billy Idol's then girlfriend Perry Lister playing the harp with her eyes closed. But uh yeah, great song. One that everybody sings to because of the fooling part. But yeah, if you want to say anything else about that. Uh great um Great work, great, uh, great, great guitar work. Has almost what? It's like a mid-tempo kind of yeah. thing, though. It's not. It's all not quite a power ballad, but more of a kind of a mid-tempo it's thing. Like not but harder. It's got that good driving kind of thing. It's catchy there's, too. There's great. There's great. <laughs> great. Yeah. And who doesn't? This one does. What? What did it reach again? Twenty-eight. So I remember that song being like a lot bigger, and mm. that is because again. The, the the kids that listened to the rock stations that heard more album tracks heard that song a little bit more mm-hmm. than probably the person who was just like listening to the, the, the pop station. They may not even know that song or right. maybe vaguely remember it. That's sad. Yeah. Um, so it was a different era. Just, a, just again, uh, a different era. So what do we have? So what's... Oh, what's you know what's next. Oh. You know what's next. In other words... Rock of Ages. <laughs> All right. My favorite Def Leppard song, period. Uh, for many reasons that some of you know and some of you don't, which it's been revealed on many drinking nights why I like this song. But uh, anyway, this song reached number 16 on the billboard. The four words at the beginning spoken by Mutt Lang mean absolutely nothing. It's German gibberish. Uh, the band jokes and says it means running through the forest silently. Uh, the lines, it's better to burn out than fade away, are a reference to Neil Young's song, Hey, Hey, My, My. Also later used in Kurt Cobain's suicide note. And the band was in a studio when Joe Elliott stumbled upon a children's choir hymn book and inside said Rock of Ages, which prompted him to write the lyrics. And now I feel dirty as to why I like that song because of that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple things we need to touch on. Okay. First of all, those four words at the beginning. Here's what's happening in the studio, okay? This is where this comes from. They... <laughs> First of all, Mutt Lang is known as a taskmaster. You play it. No, you do it again. No, do it again. Nope, do it again. Nope, do it again. <laughs> nope, do it again. Nope, do it again. Like, people would freak the F out because he was just like, nope. He's anal. He's kind of like the Stanley Kubrick of, like, record producers. Just was like, not, no, do it again. Nope, do it again. No, that's, that's good. Do it again. All right, do it again. So after, so, they got tired of going one, two, three, four. So they started just making up words and it isn't just on this song it's like the whole record mm. but that was their favorite <laughs> they remember they just laughed they thought it was you're you make it a rose you're in the studio it's late at night you've been working on the same you've done thing. it a you million get, times you get goofy you you get like punchy so everybody's making jokes to kind of like ease the tension so people aren't freaking out because it, i believe me i've been in that situation too where you know uh, play the solo again 
He does that during the podcast. I don't know if you noticed that. It's just like over and over and you just lose your mind. So they're doing, so they, they come up with this thing that sort of somebody says it and it sticks and it just becomes a kind of inside joke that we all got to share in. And I think that's the very cool part about yes. it. Yes. You know, so there's this like an inside joke that they share with the audience and it has been legendary for years. I remember when I was in, what, what year was, was this released again? 83. 83. Cause so I was not quite, mm, it was January of 83. January of 83. So I would have been, I would have been a, no, I would have been a junior in high school. Yeah. And we, we would talk about this and we all thought that it was German for one, two, three, four. Well, I mean, in, it's, in a, it's kind, in a gibberish. In a sort of weird way, <laughs> it sort of is, but it wasn't, you know, so. So, and, 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 and we everybody put argue, nah, that's not, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a moron. Go back and listen to you. All you listen to is the Doors, anyways. What do you know? <laughs> but the, did you did you have people in high school like that that had a band? I managed the the only band in high school. No, that's not what I mean. That's <laughs> no, not what no. I mean. That's oh, not, like they had their band? they had their band. Yes, and there were always guys. There was like a Joe Doors. Yeah, and it was a there was a Mike Van Halen. Yeah, my ex husband and, and there was Andy a, Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a Steve U two. There was you know there was a Kevin. Rush or or Andy Rush because those were his two favorite yeah, bands. Was I mean, it's like everybody had this. Is, I don't know if you young whippersnappers have that, but mm-hmm. you guys are older. You guys will all know that was a total high school thing. That everybody was. had their so band, was. you know, and you would be proud of, and you'd wear the shirt or whatever every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've a couple other fun things about that song. Um, I don't know if anybody watches Supernatural, but it is uh, in the climactic scene of the season five finale. And there's a whole rock opera named after this song oh, that's, that's right. dedicated to the 80s glam scene with many amazing songs. And I don't actually think Rock of Ages is actually the song is in the, the <laughs> musical or the movie, but the title is. So that makes it cool. <laughs> cool beans. Okay, great song. What can you say about Rock of Ages except we're not worthy? Except for Lily takes her clothes off. And How she hears about it, the next too much. song? The next song is Coming Under Fire, Come In Under Fire, you which is like... Wrong. Well, another my third favorite song on the album, kind of ballad like. Um, it's about a hard to get woman. Uh, not much is found on this song as far as trivia that I could find. Lou might have a little more insight, uh, but I think it's a great example of how Leopard can go from soft to hard and back again in like a single song. You know, rock, pop, rock, pop. So, I think this record is their crowning achievement. I'm not as big a fan as of the, the records after this. I thought they, they had to hit just the right balance, but bands have to, well, what's the next thing? We already did that. We don't want to do that again. There's only certain bands that can get away with doing the same album over and over. ACDC, right? <laughs> <laughs> Iron Maiden. <laughs> you know, Iron Maiden. There's, like, there's a handful of bands that can get away with that. Most bands have to evolve and do try different stuff. Speaking of that, this is a band called Magnum, and I they just want you to know, this, like a, this song is like a public service announcement just in case you didn't know. It's called You Can't Run Faster Than Bullets. So just we want you kids at home to, just to know that, okay? You know, when you're doing your drive-bys or whatever, just remember that.
That's Magnum. You want to go to magnumonline.co.uk. You guys in England got some weird URL BS going on. You guys need to fix that. <laughs> you need to stop your nonsense. Manic, ma- magnumonline.co.uk. .co.uk. So, dot, dot .co.uk. That was a horrible... I think that these guys have really copped the Aldo Nova guitar tone. It's the, oh, yes. I, I kind of heard the Aldo Nova kind of oh, thing yeah, happening at the end there. So, so, we just have a little bit more to talk about Pyros. For you Pyros Two more there. songs. Two and more then songs. there was a band called Porno for Pyros, which was a uh, Def Leppard tribute band. Anyway. It was not. Like, it's not. Right. <laughs> but that's like a lie, but yeah. And the next song under Coming Under Fire, because I'm going to ignore Lou, is Action Not Words. I like this song, but not one of the most memorable songs on the album. Definitely a B-side, in my opinion. Um, well, we're winding. To- See, this is a thing you guys don't like. Again, young guys don't oh, sorry, about B-side. albums. <laughs> about albums. You, know, you, you wanted to lead with your best stuff. And then when you flip the album over, you wanted a pretty good song to open. That's why Full and Open Side, yeah. too. <clears throat> but It's not very inspiring. I mean, it's a good song. It's, it's definitely... Leopard, it's not, but it's not overly exciting. It's just sort of a song to get you to the next song, in my opinion. Okay. B side is B side, meaning that side of the B-side. record. <laughs> Sorry, aging myself just slightly. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so that that's how things went in the seventies. Uh, excuse me, uh, 60s, 70s, and eight. Like, album rock kind of started. It went through 60s, into the mid eighties, early early seventies, all the way through the eighties. Uh, even to somewhat, there's some albums in the nineties that are great albums. What was interesting in the 90s, there's a lot of people that did the one great album and then they couldn't... Then they couldn't... They, then they couldn't do another. They couldn't make and, up for and, it. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's like the Gin Blossoms. They put out that record and like every song was on the radio. There was three number one hits, blah, 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 giant. And then... And then bye. Yeah, the second record, they couldn't do it. They just they they, they, they just couldn't make it happen. But this it was a different era. Bands of this era, what people don't understand is this isn't Def Leppard's first album. This isn't their second album. This is what, their third? Yeah, it's their third album. And they've also had made a lineup change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil Collin. Phil Collin. This is the first record. This is the record that introduces us to Phil Collin. Who's amazing. And in that era, though, bands could kind of take a little time to sort of find themselves. Nowadays, you've got to be, boom. you got to make the next best gotta, thing yeah. right they, now. And I noticed this in the 90s. When I was in bands and we had gone to different uh, showcases and stuff like that and talked to different record label people and everybody was like, we want you to have it all together now. Like we can't. We don't have time. We can't, we can't like spend money on two, three records for you to sort of like. Make it. Yeah, you know, we can't do. They weren't doing development deals anymore. That, that was over. And that was a giant signpost that the music business was really changing even before high speed internet and MP3. Um but these, the Def Leppard was a band. Rush, a lot of bands like that, we had time to do records and just to kind of feel it out and see where we were going to go. And now that producer wasn't quite right. Let's bring somebody else in. And you know, they struck gold with, with, with this with this record. And I believe that Mutt Lang was a hot commodity after coming off of Back in Black. Mm-hmm. And for those about to rock, those were you know giant records and. Uh, Back in Black is, is is one of those records where what it's that record is literally literally all killer. It's no gold. Filler. That's one of those records where you, every song got played you just on the leave radio. It. <laughs> you just, every song got played on the radio. Even the, they weren't they were album cuts, but everyone got played on the radio. Some of these did not. So what's the, so what are we done? The Last final one? song on the album is Billy's Got a Gun. Uh, closing song, uh, definitely more atmosphere than anything else. Um, on this song, uh, also has uh, it's also the longest song on the album, uh, just shy of six minutes. Storytelling kind of song. Uh, it's gritty. It's rock, and I think it's a perfect way to sew up this entire album. Um, an epic ending to the whole thing. Something that uh, you guys might want to know about this album: stopping the band from achieving their first number one album was a guy you may have heard of. Michael Jackson with Thriller. He was also at number one on the top 100 singles chart with Beat It. Thriller spent 22 weeks at number one in 1983 and 15 more in 1984. So like nobody was touching that record was man. Nobody was going to touch Thriller. Nope. (laughs) 
I mean, that that is just, you know, that's the climate in which this album was released. It was released at the, you know, it, while Thriller was out. Oh, well, you, if you, here's an answer that we wanted. <laughs> Six million copies had been sold by November 19th. Is that the one you wanted to say? No, that, but I just, you know how you asked me earlier about how it became Diamond. Uh, to be Diamond, it's um, 10 million. <laughs> I mean, they were how many? What was that? Six million? Yeah. By 1984. So obviously not oh, much longer. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> they were already six million by the by 1984. So and this is another thing, guys, you don't a lot of people forget about records that records lasted a long time. Yeah. You could put a record on it. People would remember that like Michael Jackson's album. That was, you know, really uh, an extreme example. But People, when you put that record out, people thought of it as your new record for months and months and months. And yeah, months not and like months. now where everything's so fast. You know, it, you so know that fast. record was two weeks ago. What are you talking about? That's not new. Yeah, <laughs> everything's so fast paced now. So, so you had, and so records had that time to bands had the time to gather word of mouth for their tour. They had time to get like a little bit of airplay, have some fans hear it, request it, get a little more airplay, and have it build up like that. But today we have this boom. It's either you're, you you either hit or miss, and I think the music suffers for that. I agree. Play the songs for a while, let people tr- try them out, see what happens, you know. Um, but you know, everybody is on that mobile device, and we have we're so used to instant satisfaction. If something doesn't grab us, I remember there's a lot of songs. Name a song before we get out of here today. I here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go over to our private group. And we're going to do this, but here's what the here's going to be the questions. Name a song, at least one that when you first heard it, you were kind of eh. But then you went like after you after the radio beat it at you for you were like, you know what? I'm digging it. This is okay. Cool well, jam. that's so, actually going to so, be so one of these. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about <laughs> that. Go to lulombardirocks.com if you want to get into our private group. We continue the conversation over there. You guys have been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Check back often. Shout out to Chris Thunderwolf Dotson at Wolf's Customs, wolfscustoms.online. Don't go on stage with a boring-ass guitar. Get Chris to give you custom finish on your guitar. You Tell him Lou sent you. You're going to like it. Oh, my God. Pappins. What else? You, what, so, Lily? Uh, quickly, uh, my show is Hot Licks with Lily 6, 6 p.m. on Thursdays, Rock Rage Radio. <laughs> don't forget to sub Alp. I need your help. And don't forget to vote for Zosha from Reign of Z. She is um, in the contest to be Inked Magazine's cover girl for 2020. So go vote for her. <laughs> Reign of Z is one of uh, uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus's favorite bands. We love those guys. So I'll play some Reign of Z next week. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Have a great week. Don't forget this politics season. Just turn it out. Get on Rock Rage Radio. All rock, no politics, including the rock and Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You guys have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Same old choices
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.